Hey, this is Shannon Wooten, pastor of New Spring Church, and this is our podcast. I hope it encourages you, and I hope it gives you hope that a new life in Jesus is possible for you. We appreciate you, and thank you for listening. So as we read through the scriptures, guys, we've talked about that it is, it is evident that God wants us to grow deeper uh, spiritually, relationally. There's things that God wants you to do in your life. And this morning as we pray, I want us to pray that God will speak, the Holy Spirit will speak directly to us from his word and give us specific, specific instructions, steps of what we can do to grow deeper. So we see this spiritual growth equates to us growing relationally and giving and serving in our life. In order to get that, every one of us this morning are probably on different levels in our faith or different things that is going on in our life. But how many know that the Holy Spirit can speak to us individually and specifically about what we need to hear? How many believe that today? All right. So as we pray this, we pray that God will open our hearts and our ears. So can we do that? Let's bow our heads. Father, open our ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you shout amen? I'm short, right? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm the guy you want me to, to be praying over your Thanksgiving meal, all right? I'm just saying. So there was an, how many know that sometimes God has to be really clear with us? And sometimes we don't, we don't, we need clarity. Anyone need clarity in your life? Maybe, maybe you've got a set of instructions and you just don't know if, you're, if it's really clear. So I heard this, <laughs> this story of an, an employer who sent word to his employees and the manager sent the word out and says, hey, uh, the boss wants us to participate in this united fund drive. And everybody, he wants 100% participation. And one of the employees, everyone was on board saying, oh, yeah, well, let's do this. But there's one, how I many know you got one employee there's always one. He says, I, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do it. So boss called him into his office and said, hey, I hear we have a problem. He says, yeah, I, you know, you're the United Fund Drive. I don't want to really participate. And he goes, well, look, it's, I, I, I gave vision on this. I was clear. I want 100% participation from the entire company. And he says, well, I, I don't really want to do that. Well, he says, we're going to have a problem. So he says, we can do it. He said, did your manager explain to you? He said, yeah, I, I heard what the manager said. He said, then we got two options. He said, either you can participate because I want 100% participation, or I can relieve you of your duties, and then I still get 100% participation. And the man says, you know what? He goes, I think I want to participate. <laughs> and the boss says, well, what changed your mind? He says, well, no one ever really explained it to me that way. Sometimes God needs to explain some things to us and be a little clear in some areas of our life. Maybe we're not really hearing him. And I think here we have a story where Peter, Jesus is going out and calling his disciples to be a part of his ministry team. And he's wanting to pour into some people so that the ministry and the kingdom of God can go forward and here you have Jesus in Luke chapter 5. Let's read the text, and we'll, we'll go through this today. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. He says, one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which was also Galilee, another word for Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word, the word of God. He saw the water's edge, uh, two boats. At the water's edge were two boats, and left there by the fishermen 
who was washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats and the one belonging to Simon and asking them to put out a little bit uh, from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And look what, it, look what it says. And when he had finished speaking, he turns to Simon, turns to Peter, and he says, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Simon answered him and said, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all of his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore and left everything and followed him. So here's Jesus calling. He's about ready to call these 12 disciples but he's doing it, I love this, because he's doing it with illustration, with demonstration. How many know that God wants to demonstrate, come on, his power to us and his ability? And if we'll listen, if we'll pay attention, we can see God demonstrating his power in our life. He's calling them to a deeper life. They're used to the way that they've been living, the way that they have lived their life, their profession, whatever. But God is doing something amazing. He's going to call them to purpose, call them to something a little bit deeper in their life. So number one this morning, I want you to see this, that growing deeper always involves Jesus. Growing deeper always involves Jesus. You cannot grow, truly grow, with, with, with some substance. You cannot reach the potential and fulfillment in your life without Jesus Christ. So guys, if there's one person that I want in my boat of life, I want Jesus in my boat. Do I have a witness this morning? And because you have Jesus in your boat, he's going to do some things. He's going to show his power and his ability to us. Because he's going to ask you to do some things. When Jesus is in your boat, he's going to ask you to do some things, but it's always for your betterment and always so that we can grow to a deeper place. You want, listen, in your boat of life, you want Jesus in your boat. You want him there. Because you're going to go through some storms, you're going to go through some rocky waves, you're going to go through some, some high tides, you're going to go through some areas of your life where you're going to need, come on, Jesus Christ in your boat. Anyone grateful this morning, come on, that Jesus wants to be in our boat. Amen? And Peter said, we have worked hard and we have nothing to show for it. And I'm going to tell you something. Listen, without Jesus Christ in your boat, talking about life, Come on, you're going to be unproductive. You're not going to have the fulfillment that you need. If there's one thing that I know in my life, when I'm unfulfilled, am I really paying attention to what Jesus is saying to me since he's in my boat? He's the captain of my ship. And if I'm doing things in my life that seem to be unproductive and I'm feeling frustrated, is Jesus really driving the boat? 
as long as we can allow him to drive the boat of our life, I'm telling you, we may have some times and seasons where it seems like nothing is happening, but how many of you know by the time Christ gets done, by the time Jesus gets done, we will come out of the storms on the other side, come on, doing what we just did, and that is singing a hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So, you can live your life without Jesus and live frustrated, or you can live your life with Jesus and receive what he says, I'll not only give you life, I'll give you abundant life. How many truly want to live, come on, that abundant life through Jesus Christ? And secondly, growing deeper will require us, will require you to listen to Jesus even when you think you know best. How many times we thought, come on, we thought we knew best. We know, Jesus, you don't know. You don't know what I've been through. Jesus, you don't know how hard it's been. But sometimes Jesus is going to ask us to do things even when we think we know what's best. In verse 4, it was Jesus asking. Now remember, Jesus, catch this. Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus knows how to build furniture. And Peter is what? He's a fisherman. But you have a carpenter. Check this out. You have a carpenter telling a fisherman how he needs to fish. Now come on, people. How many of you love when someone knows nothing about what you know, does not have your skill set, your experience, your background, your history, does not know what you know, but they're trying to tell you to do your business. Come on, somebody. You know, you got to know that Peter was a little disturbed. Jesus, just go back to building furniture. I know how to fish. And here's what he says. He explains it. He said, Peter said to Jesus, we've worked all night. But Jesus says, go out just a little bit deeper. And cast your net. But Jesus, you don't understand. We worked all night long. And you don't cast, listen, as a fisherman, you don't cast your net in deep water. You cast your net in shallow water. And, and Jesus, you don't fish at the daytime if you're doing net fishing. You fish in the night if you're doing net fishing. So what is he saying? Jesus, come on, he's really saying, Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. You weren't there when we were slaving all night long. I mean, we were working, working, working all night long, and we haven't caught anything. We were unproductive. You don't catch fish that way, Jesus. And this is how you know Jesus is positioning you, come on, for the blessing as a result of you growing deeper. You'll know that you have fished all night long, that you have been working, 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 and something is not working out. Do I have a witness? How many of you went through seasons where you have tried to do it this way, you've tried to do it that way, but it's not working out? But here's how you know that Jesus is setting you up for the greatest blessing of your life, that you have tried it in your power, your ability, but he's asking you just to go a little bit further, a little bit deeper, and you know that something great is going to happen. You have done everything you know how to do in your power and your ability, but Jesus is telling you to go out again and go deep and specifically cast your net in this location. There's something specifically that you need to do this morning that God is saying to you, if you want to grow deeper in your spiritual life, if you want that thing to work out with your career, your job, your ministry, then you're going to have to do it again. 
I can't tell you how many times in ministry where we've worked and worked and worked and felt like nothing was happening, but every time I got on my knees and got with Jesus Christ and talked to the Jesus in my boat, he says, Shannon, do it again, but go a little bit deeper. How many know New Spring? Come on, New Spring, we're not to give up. We're not to throw in the towel. We may be in a tough season economically. We may be in a tough season spiritually. We may be in a tough season politically. We may be in a tough season whatever, socially. But Jesus is saying, don't quit. Don't pull the boat in. Don't pull the nets in. Go out just a little bit deeper. Come on and cast it again. How many ready? Come on, how many ready? Not for what we can get, but what Jesus can get from our lives. Amen? Just take a, just take. Come on, three seconds right now and give God the highest praise because you know he has the biggest catch. The biggest catch of your life is coming. And what you're doing may not be producing. It's not working. And I'm going to tell you, you're in a great spot. You know why? Because Jesus is in your boat. What Jesus asked Peter to do contradicted Peter's experience. And what God may be asking you to do this morning may be contradicting your experience, what you think you know, what you've been through, your background, your history. But Jesus is not looking for comfortable and he's not looking to pacify us. He's looking, come on, he's looking for productivity from us. He didn't hang on a tree. He didn't hang on a cross for nothing. He gave his life so that we could produce life. Come on, take his abundant life and give other people hope. Can you shout amen? You may have certain patterns in your life, but they are not working for what God wants to produce from your life. Are you willing to allow Jesus to sit in your boat and say, hey, you need to change some things. You need to change some mindsets. You need to change some, some of the way you've been talking, some of the way you've been believing. Change some patterns of your life because what you, Dr. Phil, how's that working for you, right? It's not working for you. So he wants to say you need to change some things. Listen, I want Jesus to be so specific with me. And we've been in 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we've extended our prayer and fasting time because here's why. Because I need to hear Jesus who's in my boat to give me some specific instructions to say, hey, you, you may be approaching uh, 50. I'm not 50 yet. Somebody else is going to be 50 before I will. I just, man, I step in it every time. But listen, can I tell you, even at 50 years old, God is saying, God is saying to me, Shannon, there is a lot more that I want from you than what you have already seen. And I was reminded this week that Abraham was 75 years old when God called him and said, Abraham, you're not done yet at 75. And I said, God, if you can talk to Abraham at 75 years old and you launch something through him, then God, you can talk to me in my 40s and say, it's not over yet. God has more for us. And I don't know what history you've had. I don't know what experience you had. I don't know what background you have. But can I tell you, Jesus wants to sit in our boat and tell us, go a little bit deeper, go a little bit further, and throw out your net again. And I'm ready for that. What Peter thinks he knows is contradicting what Jesus is saying. Has Jesus ever contradicted you? Has he ever said anything? You're like, oh, I don't know about that. I just got, I, and you, here's how you know. You can give every explanation of why it won't work. Here's the problem. We may know some stuff, but our knowledge 
our instinct, our experience is distorted and flawed. I don't care how much, I don't care how good you are at your stuff and how much you know from your experience and how much you know from your skill. Listen to me. There is still flawed vision that we have. Remember the first time you put on a pair of uh, 3D glasses? I remember this. Ross, we, we went to the first 3D movie years ago. Ross was just a little guy. And he thought it was the coolest thing that he got 3D glasses. So the first thing he did, you know what he did? He said, Mom, i got to go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom before the movie starts, and he goes to the mirror, and he puts on his 3D glasses and wants to check himself out to see how good he looks in his 3D glasses. And we're taking these glasses off during the movie, and I realize that these glasses are keeping things together because you take them off, everything begins to be blurred. There are levels and layers to the way this is projecting on the screen, but those glasses give us clear vision. Can I tell you, listen to me, your life can be complicated at times, and you may have experience, instinct, skill set, and knowledge, and all those are great things. There are things that God will use, but if we don't have Jesus who's in our boat tell us to clear our vision, we may miss some things because we can't see clearly. And I don't know about you, but I want to be able to see through eyes of faith I want to see through a world vision that has a biblical view. Come on, somebody. I want to know what God is saying and what he's doing around me. I don't want to be left in the dark. I remember in the Old Testament that there was a group of boys, a group of guys. He was the, the, sons, uh, the sons of, uh, the Bible said they, they could discern the times of the time. You know what they had? They, had? they had insight of what was going on in the culture. And these guys could discern what's going on. Can I tell you when Jesus is in your boat, come on, and he's the captain of your ship, he will give you clear vision of where you need to guide your boat for your next biggest catch of your life. Can I get a witness from somebody this morning? It may be slushy outside, but I feel like preaching on the inside. (laughs) Peter is telling the Son of God that he's misinformed. Jesus, I hear what you're saying. But we fished all night. We already did that. Jesus will ask you to do things that don't make sense to your background. Remember Jesus showing up late at Lazarus' funeral? And Martha said, Jesus, you're late. And if you'd have been here three days earlier, Lazarus would have been healed. But Martha did the same thing that Peter's doing. You know what he said to Martha when Jesus said, okay, we'll just roll the stone away because something's about ready to happen. You know what Martha's experience was? You know what her background was? You know what her, her senses were? Jesus, you know what her excuse was? Jesus, he's been dead for three days. And he's stinking. He's got to be stinking. You're not going to roll him out of, that, out of that tomb. Why? Because her background, her experience, her senses, and what she thought she knew was that there was no way for a dead man to come out of a tomb. And how are you going to clean that guy up? There ain't no shower head around here. There ain't no bath. There ain't no creek around here. How are we going to clean him up? And Jesus says, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you that if you will believe, you will see? She thought you had to see in order to believe. And Jesus is flipping the script, and he's saying, no, I'm telling you, you got to believe in order for to see. And I don't know about somebody here today, you need to say, God, whatever you want me to do, grow deeper. You need to step out in faith and say, I believe, and then you'll be able to see. Come on, God is calling. Someone say, go deeper. 
Where is God challenging you to go deeper and believe him? Lastly, number three, growing deeper will always bring a blessing. This is, this is me. I love this. Because Peter says, you know what, Jesus, we fished all night. But because you said, see, we're going to play religious now. We'll give you props, Jesus. Because it's you, I'll play, I'll play church with you. Because it's you, we'll go ahead and do what you said. But because he did it anyway, Jesus showed him that he knew what he was talking about. And he brought some of the biggest blessing into his life. It may be uneasy. It may be uncomfortable for us. But the next level for you will always bring a blessing into your life. So what's, here's the question. Why does God want to bless us? Why does he want to bless you? Obviously, God, Jesus wanted to bless Peter. And this morning, God wants to bless you, but why? Why would God? I know we know why. I know why I need a blessing. And every one of us could state the cause and the reason why we need a blessing. But have we ever stopped and thought, why does God want to bless us? Even in spite of ourselves, why does God want to bless me? Can I give you three reasons why? Number one, he wants to show you how much he knows. How much does God know? Forget about what we know. How much does God know? And how will he demonstrate that to us? Number two, he wants you to see that he is different than you. His thoughts, the Bible says, the way he thinks is different than the way we think. His ways are different than the way our ways are. And here's the other thing. His purity reveals our impurity. Have you ever thought about that? When God blesses you, what's the first reaction that you have? Some people think that the blessing of God is God's approval. Well, I did it. God's approving me. He's, and God will bless you for what you do. He said he would. But that should not be the motivation or the intent of our heart. What's the first knee-jerk reaction that you have when God blesses you? See, look at that. I'm all that. I'm bad. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm all spiritual. Did you see that? God just blessed me, right? Did you see the blessing that I have? It's because I'm doing everything right. But that's not what Peter's response was. That God blessed him, and he said, Peter said, here's this fish coming in so much that his nets are breaking. He has to call his other business partners, and they bring their boat, and this, they catch so much fish in just a few minutes. These guys worked all night and caught nothing, but when they listen to what Jesus is saying, they catch so much fish that they break the nets, and they're sinking two boats. Just in a matter of minutes. How many of you know that when Jesus, come on, gives us instruction and when his blessing comes, how many of you know that his burden is light? It's not heavy. Oh, can I speak to somebody this morning that Jesus wants to lighten your burden? You're carrying it way too much. You need to lean into Jesus right now and say, God, I, I want your blessing. But what I'm doing may not be working. Can I hear your voice? Can you give me a set of instructions? Can you guide my steps? Can you tell me what to do next so that the blessing can come into my life and you will not have to work as hard? You will not have to worry and fret? Come on, are you listening to me? When God blesses you, it will be 
exceedingly, abundantly above. Come on, Ephesians chapter 3, exceeding abundantly above all that you could think or ask. How many looking for a blessing from God, not because of that you did it right, but because Jesus did it right? Come on, somebody. Not because I earned it, but because Jesus' grace and favor is without what I earn. And when Peter saw this great abundance of fish, you know what he did? His reaction was that he fell down to his knees and said, Lord, get, depart from me. I'm a, I'm a sinful man. So what did, what did Jesus do, or what did Peter do that was so sinful? He didn't believe Jesus. He did what he said, what he was going to do. He said, all right, because you're saying, I'm going to go ahead and go out deeper. But he was amazed. He was astonished. You know why he was amazed and astonished? He did not believe Jesus. And Hebrews chapter 11 Verse 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many times has Jesus been unpleased with me because I have not believed what he said that he would do? I don't know about you, but this morning, but I want to grow so deep in my faith that I believe Jesus. I want to please God with my faith, with my steps forward, with me taking action. I want to please God. And that's growing deeper. And some people think that the blessing of God is God's approval or that they deserve this blessing, but a true blessing of God, listen to me, will humble you. Jesus, I don't deserve this. I think it's Dave Ramsey. He'll always say, how are you doing, Dave? He said, I'm doing better than I deserve. I love that. You know why? I think sometimes we do so much religious stuff. We've been saved for so long. We do our religious activity that we really think sometimes we give ourselves too much prop that it's us. But how many know we need to humble ourselves? And that's where true, come on, that's where true exaltation comes. God says, if you'll humble yourself, I'll exalt you. How many humbled at the blessing of God in our lives? How many know that God has a new season? Listen to me, God has a new season of blessing for you. And how many of you know that, come on, it'll be because of our humility that we know it's all God and not me. Can you give God praise this morning? Amen. Number three, listen to this. Why does God want to bless us to grow deeper? Number three, he wants the blessing to be a blessing to others. He wants you to be a blessing to others. It was, it was uh, Abraham. Abraham, God says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you, but I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. Peter's fishing. See, if it was me and I saw Jesus blessing with this abundance of fish, knowing that I have a fishing corporation, a fishing business, and I could catch, I don't even have to work all night long, that Jesus, all he has to do is, hey, point, just point me, Jesus, right in the, in the right direction. I would have said, hey, Jesus, we can really work a deal here. All you got to do is just sit in my boat, come out with us, and tell us where to throw the net down. And we could be, come on, we could be the wealthiest fishing corporation in all of Galilee. Why, why are they thinking this? Well, because they're business partners. This is, a, this is how Peter is making his livelihood. But Jesus had other plans for him. So I want you to first, I want you to see this definition of blessing. What does blessing mean? Blessing is enjoying, experiencing, and transferring the blessing of God in your life. If the blessing is only for us to experience it, then it's not truly a blessing. If the blessing is for us to enjoy it and experience it, then it's, we're missing something. We're missing the true fulfillment out of that blessing. The intent of God blessing us as we grow deeper is not just for us. There is a transferring of that blessing that needs to go to other people in our life. And that's the kingdom of God. 
It's always about sowing. God, you have blessed me. How can I be a blessing not only to my family, but how can I be a blessing to the entire world around me, the world that you have placed me in? There has to be a transferring of that blessing that God has given you. If not, you will stop the blessing. The blessing begins to stop, and people have been blessed, and they wonder why it's dried up. It's because you thought the blessing was only for you, but it's not just for you. It's also so it can come out of you. That's why we do what we do. God has blessed us with a great offering, but guess what? It's not just for New Spring. It's going to Convoy of Hope too. Why? Because we're going to plant churches and other places where we don't benefit from. Why? Because that's the key way the kingdom of God works. It works by us. God, you bless me, but how can I transfer, come on, some of this blessing to other people? That's the principle of the kingdom of God. And God is calling these disciples. Notice what they did. What did they do? I would have said, let's do, come on, let's raise the stakes here. Let's, let's throw it all in. Let's buy two more boats and get Jesus in the middle and just point to us where to, where to throw the net. But that's not what happened. These guys were so amazed at the blesser and less thrilled about the blessing that they began to say, I'm going to leave my boat and the blessing and I'm going to follow this guy. Come on, is Jesus so attractive to you, even more attractive than God blessing you? Come on, true spiritual growth is we're so amazed at Jesus and his love and what he did at the cross for us and the things that are coming from him. We're amazed at the blesser more than the blessing, and that's why you're going to continue to be blessed. Somebody give God a praise this morning. Amen? I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. We're going to worship one more song before we go home today. But there's, the Holy Spirit is going to have a moment right now where he's going to speak something very specific to you. I love this. Because God wants to talk to us. Can you stand with me this morning? This is speculation. This is the Shannon David Wooten's commentary on this account. The Bible says that Jesus called his disciples. And one of those disciples was Judas. Of course, we know the story of Judas. That he, he was, as Jesus said at the, at the uh, communion table, he says, one of you guys is a devil. The devil's working in you. Jesus, Judas betrayed Jesus. But here's the beautiful thing about God's love. He will always, I believe that God, Jesus selected Judas to even give him a chance to get it right. And so who do you put in charge of the money? The Bible says that these guys walked around for three and a half years and did ministry, and they had a bag of money. Who did he put in charge? Judas. He's testing Judas and giving him an opportunity to get it right. But here's my question. Where did the bag of money come from? These guys worked. I mean, they, they had a family. Peter, Peter had a family. The Bible says that he had, had a wife. He had a family. He had to take care of them. But for three and a half years, he was doing the ministry of God. Could it be, here's my speculation, could it be that Jesus brought in so much fish that they sold the proceeds, sold the, sold the fish from that catch, and it was so much money that it was able to fund the ministry for three and a half years so these guys could still support their family. They left their boats, guys. They left their job, their corporation left it because there was 
because Jesus was attracting them into something greater. I'm not telling you to leave your jobs. But I am telling you this. Maybe we're putting too much faith in the blessing and not putting enough faith in the blesser, Jesus Christ. And God, what do I need to do to grow deeper this year? What do I need to grow deeper in my faith? Can we just bow your heads with me for just a moment? Can we go ahead and sing that for just a moment? I don't want the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. We appreciate you tuning in. I hope you subscribe so you can join us back here next week. If you're interested in connecting with us at New Spring Church, text CONNECTNC to 94000. Hey, we're praying for you and we pray God's blessing upon you.